0: Art can have a profound effect on people in its many forms, from paintings and sculptures, films and television. They all, or at least the very best, have this innate ability to open the minds of their viewers in a variety of ways, whether it be to make a point about society or to think more critically, or simply for pure entertainment and joy. But the caveat of these mediums is that the relationship between the creator and the viewer or experiencer It's hard to really examine or quantify. Take a look at the Mona Lisa, for example. When you or I look at it, we both see the same figure, the same colors, the same not quite a smile. And even if what you or I take away from the painting may be vastly different, we both come from that same reference point. An unchanging depiction of the artist's creation, completely unaffected by how you or I experience it. But there exists a medium in particular that is perfect at exploring this balance between creator and experiencer, a dynamic sort of forum that not only takes into consideration the viewer, but is often tailor-made and centered around the viewer, video games. Video games break the mold of traditional mediums because of their reliance on the player to take part in telling the story. Video games are the interactive art form, a two-part picture being painted by both the game's creators and its players, and sometimes the result of this partnership is an experience that is both awe-inspiring with the ability to reconstruct one's understanding of what they consider to be art, and expand the very definitions we assign upon the art form. I'm and Bada, and you're listening to Mind Theater, the show where I analyze art from various mediums, exploring my personal history with them, and revealing what makes them so compelling this episode, I'm going to be taking a look at my favorite game of 2018, Gris, and going over everything from its beautiful art style and visuals, to its refined, dynamic control system, to the wonderfully composed score and music, and making a case for why it should be considered a work of art. Gris is a platform adventure game by Spanish indie developer Nomada Studio, and in the game, the player takes control of this girl named Gris. The story we see unfold is that Gris is lost in this mesmerizing, dreamlike world of her own mind, and she's having dealt with past trauma and painful experiences, and she's trying to move through this faded reality. And through the different levels, we realize that she's moving through this pain through the five different stages of grief. Each represented in a different, uh, separate chapter of the game, from denial to anger to bargaining to depression to finally acceptance. And one of the major components integral to the game and the gameplay is her dress. Over the course of the game, as the player solves platforming puzzles and traverses increasingly intriguing and difficult levels, this dress grants her new abilities which allow her to navigate her world as she searches for the inner peace revealing new paths of exploration. And what makes Gris so good is that the way the developers weave the sincere, evocative narrative of a girl lost in this world into the three major facets of the game's simply beautiful design. And those three facets are the art style and the environment, the controls and her ability, and then finally, the music. First, you have to really consider and talk about the beauty of Gris. And it doesn't take more than a few cursory looks at screenshots or stills from the game to see how visually striking it is. The stills from this game look like works of art, like watercolor paintings, with the colors and textures just dancing, uh, delighting the eyes. And as the environment and terrain changes throughout the many levels, we get to experience the many arrays and colors and textures that makes this game so stunning. And she first begins her journey in this gray and bleak world, but over time, color is added to the space, making the game most visually beautiful as the player progresses. From, you know, these, like I said, these dark, inky blacks to finally red is the main color of the first level to as you add in, you know, more and more of the color, it just becomes really a true work of art by the end of the game. And, you know, in the initial phase of the game, she's traversing this red, dusty expanse, a world of crumbling rocks and stony architecture. Then she transitions to this, quaint sort of forest, a calmer, serenity overcoming the game. She even meets friends along the way. And in, in this stretch of the game, in this stretch of the game she meets a little forest friend that helps her along her journey. But no matter where Gris is, there's this dynamic sense of light and color that brings the most beauty out of every scene. Each level presents a new specific game challenge that must be overcome by gaining an augmented ability, and these usually are shown through her dress. The first ability she gains is this ability to turn her and her dress into this block of stone, which prevents her from being pushed by the hard winds of the world and allows her to break through certain cracks of stone we see in her environment. Then she gains the ability to double jump, allowing her to float and glide through the air and utilize these birds to reach higher terrain throughout the levels. Then she learns the ability to swim, opening up another layer of the world to her. Um, These underwater levels are actually some of my favorites because of the way Gris ...and her dress are animated, flowing smoothly and beautifully in and throughout the waves. There's very interesting water mechanics that are just as sound here as they are in any other environment. And the last ability she gains is this ability to sing. And this ability allows her to give life to dead plants around her... and expanding her environment's beauty, but as well as its practicality and its function... ...towards her movement, allowing her to reach places she wasn't able to reach before. And as she traverses these levels... Uh, she also faces these different creatures and large monsters who are these manifestations of these fears and horrifying pain that Crystal still holds onto. Like I said before, this is her traversing through the five stages of grief, and we see it in a ferocious bird taking form that she has to overcome in battle, and then in another level it's a menacing eel which keeps duplicating and multiplying itself, and she has to figure out a way to defeat and uh, escape that horror. And when she reaches these landmark chapters, she is forced to muster all the strength she she can to be able to defeat these, these machinations of her own mind, basically. Now, a thing to note about the game is that it's not really inherently hard or challenging. But the gameplay isn't really centered around that or about that. It's about, really, the totality of the whole experience. Uh, One of the things I really love is the way music and sound cues match beautifully with the visual flourishes, um, giving us really a great sense of satisfaction every time you complete a move. There's also a great sense of Griss's weight throughout the game, as she moves dynamically in situations like when she's swimming underwater or utilizing her bird powers to fly upwards through levels. But when she uses her stone powers, you could feel and see the heaviness, the weight, and the intention behind every single uh, movement, every single moment. And this, I feel like this progression of skills from you know the stone powers to the flying towards her finally being able to sing shows her progressing through these stages of grief as she becomes less held down by this burden of hers. As she learns to lift up and fly and glide and really utilize the environment that seems to be crumbling around her. And I think the thing that ties in the entire game is the soundscape. Gris is trying to find her voice in the game. And the score throughout is this calming, hopeful serenity. The tone is atmospheric, and every detail of sound feels like an expansive level in its own right, bringing Gris to life. There's a lot of emotional weight in every note that makes the audio so compelling. Music fades in and out as new paths are formed for Gris to navigate through. One of my favorite things, it's this little thing that she does where when we get her ability to sing and make the plants grow... When you even click the button for a second, she lets out this just short little harmonic note that is just so gorgeous to hear. And when you keep like clicking it or button smashing it, you, she keeps switching between these two different notes that are just beautiful to hear. And when you finally press and hold the button, she's able to truly let out her song. It, and it seems to me like it's this sort of the song that she's been trying to sing throughout the entire game. And as she tries to restore this brokenness within her. And eventually she does, through her song she's able to reconstruct the broken world in front of her, but also come to a new understanding of her own pain, as she reaches the final stage of grief, acceptance. Video games are often about maintaining a balancing act between both form and function. It's one thing to have compelling visuals that dazzle and impress, and another to have controls that are fluid and understanding of the player. This is integral to a fulfilling experience, and Gris captures this in its entirety. Gris isn't a great game simply because it's beautiful or pretty to look at, it's a great game because it seeks to redefine our conception of beauty, especially within this medium. Gaming is slowly shifting its outward perception from being something, you know, children or kids do to an art form that can tell stories just as good and just as compelling as, say, films or television can. But the thing those mediums lack, the thing they can never really grasp or conceptualize, is just how much the viewer is part of that experience. And while Gris has shown a complete understanding and mastery of the facets of looking aesthetically pleasing and having a rich, detailed soundscape and having simple but battle-tested control and ability schemes, that fourth facet, that entity that truly produces the greatest experience this game has to offer, is you, the player. Mind Theater is a solo effort produced and written by me, A.O.F. King Subscribe, look for Mind Theater on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. For updates on the series and upcoming episodes, follow Mime Theatre Pod on Twitter. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.